All right, this is Jeffrey Harris, and you're listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. We are talking to a living legend today. She is a former WWE Women's Champion, a former Knockouts Champion. She's a Hall of Famer. She is one of the best in the business. She is Gail Kim. Gail Kim, thank you for joining us today. It has been... Thank you for that introduction. Yeah, you are are welcome and you deserve it, quite frankly. Um, It's great to be talking to you in light of everything going on. So first of all, thank you for joining us today. With, you know, with all this coronavirus uh, virus madness, but uh, I hope with this we can, you know, give fans, you know, something um, to enjoy and listen to through everything. Yeah, definitely, and maybe something to look forward to with our project. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. that as well. So you and um, you are collaborating with Lita uh, uh, and Christy Hemi for this uh, great project on Kickstarter called uh, Kayfabe. So why don't you run down Kayfabe a little and give us a little bit of uh, the pitch, uh, so to speak, for what we can expect uh, right. for the Kayfabe project. Well, to sum it all up, pretty much to keep it nice and simple, it's a scripted drama inspired by female professional wrestling. And, you know, it's the first time I think, you know, it's been a very male-dominated industry. And so uh, female stories or perspective has always been told through the lens of a man. And we just felt like, you know, women's wrestling has progressed so much. And we thought, well, what's the next step to advance it and do something great for women's wrestling and we just thought it would be great to hear from our point of view now some interesting stuff is happening with you know drama and wrestling believe it or not these days between glow on netflix and also there's another show that's happening right now called um heels with with stephen amell uh stephen amell um you would think uh, a business like a business like this would would make for good drama right oh definitely i mean between all of our years together, I mean, decades of being in this business combined, I think Christy said it was over 15 years or something like that. Uh, I mean, we just have so many stories and so many sources of inspiration and, you know, things that, and those two, those two shows that you're talking about, that's great. And we love more and more for wrestling and, you know, we don't feel like we're competition. We're just adding to the, to the great pile of wrestling products and, but it's never been told through a woman. Like even the pro- the projects that you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, they were run by males, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be refreshing. I think that it's going to be something that women can relate to. People in our business, outside the business, and um, you know, there's so many layers of stories that you don't get to see, and we we just want to tell them. Now, uh, the Kickstarter pitch uh, says it will address the 800-pound elephant in the room and in the current landscape of the world, abuse of power, manipulation, injury, addiction, inequality, and the euphoric hive pursuing your life's passion that clouds every uh, decision. So will this show – is your hope with this show to have stories of of things that you – of that Lita and Christy experience, but, you know, maybe, you know, changing the names and uh, faces a bit and kind of no, making, you know, yeah. I think that that was like a misconception okay. when we uh, put that out. And a lot of people saw the trailer and they see, 
the girls in the trailer were like, that's the character. Uh, you know, this is a scripted okay. drama. Like we said, we have a creative team, a small team of writers. And I think it's going to be natural for people to go, oh, my God, is that Christy? Or, oh, my God, is that so-and-so and so-and-so? But it's not. It's not Christy's story. It's not Amy's story. It's not Gail Kim's story. You know, these are all just uh, all of the women's stories uh in wrestling and also in the world i mean you're seeing it happen all over the world and these are our sources of inspiration to give them a voice and create these specific characters uh and take you along for the ride i mean yeah that that's where you know we had to explain okay this is not our story okay. we, are the exe- we are the executive producers of this show right. um and we're creating this magical thing. Okay, so it's not necessarily things that personally happen to you, but but it's Correct. sort of inspired by Correct. those. Okay. Um, also, I'm curious about the production team you've assembled for this show. It looks like it looks like a great group of uh, veterans. Also, you know, Chavo Guerrero, Dave Sahadi, yeah. and the like. Yeah, you know, um, when we started this project we really wanted to create the best a team possible you know through all our years of working in this business we all had people in mind of course um you know some of us had worked together most of us have worked together at some point or another um but you know in the case of say i never worked with tom cassiello he was there and he was uh, a key factor in the women's revolution and writing during that time so amy had worked with him and she had highly recommended him and you know i worked with jimmy jacobs at impact wrestling and i just think he's a genius and so you know we all had our different um suggestions and we just everyone that we really approached they were all our first choice and they all were uh, on board right away. And, you know, that was a very uh, positive, encouraging feeling that everyone wanted to be part of this and that they saw the vision uh, as we did, you know, and they just had the same uh, attitude and, you know, supported women's wrestling and saw the great things that we wanted to do and bring it to the next level. Uh, you're a trailblazer, Gail, and you have a historic, illustrious career. So Thank if we you. if we can go back to uh, June thirtieth, two thousand three, you oh, make wow. your, which was just under seventeen years ago, believe it or not. <laughs> so let's go back to that <laughs> blur, night. <laughs> you make your debut on uh, on Raw, and you win a battle royal, and you become uh. WWE Women's Champion, your first night on TV. What, like, what was that moment like for you at that time? And oh, did when did it become real for you? Like, hey, I'm in the business. I won the WWE Women's Championship. Is this actually happening to me? Well, I remember that day, and I, I mean, I do don't remember that day it was a very it was a blur and I was just so green and for that to happen I I just you know I didn't even Uh other girls or how people were the perception of thank god I didn't know actually because I'd probably be so paranoid but I remember looking back at it and thinking oh my god what were what was the rest of the roster thinking like I just walk in there I I I I didn't have time to really grasp it. Um, very appreciative of the moment looking back that I became women's champion. But, you know, you just, I think it's more 
satisfying if you work so hard and you want to, you know, attain that goal and you achieve it after some hard work. And I'm grateful, but I've done it a different way because when you start at the top, uh, especially when you're green, the only place you're going is down. (laughs) So um, it was a great learning experience. And I think I wouldn't have learned any quicker to be honest um it's just hard to really talk about that time because yeah I, I don't know i feel so mixed on it very split i'm grateful but then at the same time i knew it wasn't the right thing right right if yeah, i'm I, gonna be completely honest i think it's i winning, think it, yeah go yeah. ahead i was gonna say because winning the knockout championship for the first time that was like a moment i relished and like felt great about felt you know, like I worked really hard for it. I think it's great. And I think it's fascinating that you have that sort of perspective and insight on that moment for your career that, you know, maybe it was a little too early for me at that time, but you know, it's part, it's also part of the journey, you know, of this, of this, of your career. Um, but you know, speaking of, you know, the knockouts title and your run in TNA impact wrestling, do you think what you did, what, women such as you, Awesome Kong, did in the knockouts division made what's happening now in the business with the women's revolution evolution. Do you think you laid the groundwork for that and made things like that possible? Because I feel like what was happening in TNA with the knockouts division, I think is sort of what was happening in WWE years later. And you were doing, you guys were doing it every week. Um, It's hard to say. I mean, because WWE is the biggest and probably the you know main platform for wrestlers out there, and what a lot of the fan base get gets to see. But I will say, whenever I talk to female wrestlers um, that did watch us at that time, they would always say we were the source of inspiration. So that was really nice to hear that we could inspire other female wrestlers. uh, You know, as they as they were coming up through the system. Um, so that was great. I don't know. You know, at that time, all I knew was that I wanted to wrestle. And that's all I fought for at that time. And the people saying, people don't want to watch women's wrestling. It's a bathroom break. And I would be like, no, it's not. You know, it's like, I refuse to believe you and you're wrong. So I'm glad I kind of kept that mindset because I knew what I wanted to do and I knew there were other girls that wanted to do that and just I'm really thankful for Jeff Jarrett at that time um, for really giving us that opportunity because I mean no one believes in women's wrestling back then I think they got sick of hearing me beg every day you know I just remember Scott Demore being like okay I don't want to hear it anymore because I'd be like, please let me wrestle. Please let me wrestle. Um, I almost felt like I, I was going to quit at one point because I just, I felt like that was my talent to this, in this business in the ring. So when I wasn't in the ring, I just felt like I was wasting my time and it's just hard when you're, you're, you're waiting and waiting and waiting and, you know, I'm glad I waited it out though. And I'm glad that they gave us the chance because I felt like the knockouts division bringing in like 10 girls at once. I mean, that can sometimes be a train wreck if you bring in 10 girls at once. And it really turned out to be almost a success overnight. And so, uh, and 
you know, TNA Impact Wrestling has kind of kept that flow going since back then. And uh, that's what I love about the company. You know, and now I'm a producer for the girls and just being able to be on the other side of the coin and uh, give back and try to still maintain, you know, us being something special and being part of that company, a, a special attraction that everyone knows that they're like, oh, yeah, the knockouts. You know, I think we've built out that reputation that we're an important part of that company and they've just continued to let it grow. Yeah, and I and I definitely think, you know, those those early matches you had with Awesome Kong, like those were, I feel like those were just special matches and, and those are on par with, I think, any match, like you would put those against any match that the men were doing at the time, if not even better. And I, and I think that that was a very special program. You you two worked uh, together. Now, there was a time when you went back to WWE around 2009, uh, 2011. And, you know, you were a veteran at that point. You had, you know, years of experience under you at that time. But how would you, I guess, how would you characterize that time where you went back to WWE? Did it not go the way you had hoped? Uh, yeah, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, but when, when I went back, I did, you know, clear my past in terms of how I felt and I really was optimistic. And at that time, I remember, cause it was past the diva search and all that stuff that had already long gone and they're starting to have the women wrestle again. And so I felt very positive and I was like, okay, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I have you know, more experience under my belt. And I had done the stuff with Awesome Kong, so I did feel more confident. And so when I went back, it was, it was disappointing, I will say. I, I, I'll say that I, I never felt like I was used to my potential. Yeah. You know, they had seen what I had done in TNA, and that's why they hired me back. And so... I would think a logical thing would be to use you to your best ability and what you know is great about that person, about the talents that that person has. But I never felt like that was happening. And so, and this is the way I look at it because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't understand why WWE never used you in the proper way. Or on the other side of the coin, a lot of people are like, why are you so bitter about it? You know? And for me, listen, I look back and the way that I look at it is that if they didn't treat me that way, I would never have done all the things I did in TNA. I would never have, um, you know, and then I went back to TNA Impact and I had my feud with Taryn Terrell, you know, and if they didn't treat me that way, then I wouldn't have left, right? right. I wouldn't have been able to make that magic afterwards. And so I'm grateful for every experience. I'm a true believer in everything that happens in your life is meant to be. And it happens for a reason. It sounds very cliche, but I'm a true believer in that. Um, and you may not know why until years later. And I'm just so satisfied and happy with my career. And, um, you know, there's not many people who can say that they ended their career with some closure. And that's why I'll never step back into a ring in a in an official match right. because I know it's a very rare thing to have and I'm very grateful and I don't want the fans to remember me as anything but my best so that's the way I prefer to leave it and I am 
Uh, now, and not to start any drama or, or bitterness or anything, but I was always curious, like that time when when we, we had that storyline with you where you turned out, where the, the Bella Twins were going after Daniel Bryan, and then you yeah. turned out to be Daniel Bryan's actual girlfriend, and you kind of had that, right. that moment with the Bellas. Like, when they bring that to you, what were your thoughts initially? I mean, did you see that as way, okay, I've got a storyline going on TV, it's better than nothing, or like, what, like, what were you, I guess, what were your thoughts on the matter when that happened? Um, actually, I'll tell you a little behind-the-scenes story with that. I, hey. I was, yeah, I was literally, I was on the house show loop that weekend, and I remember I was ready to quit. I was going to go to Raw, and I was going to quit. I was just done very done and Brian Gewertz the head writer of Raw who we got along really well and I know he's a but I knew a lot of storylines that he wrote just by act you know next and so he had called me with excitement because he's like oh my god we have a story for you finally and I was like oh my god the week that I was gonna quit he's calling me to tell which he never did he's calling me because he's so excited that he's got a storyline for me so it was something I really wrestled with I was just like oh what do I do you know and then he told me the storyline and I just thought okay I'll give it a shot and see where it goes and um you know it was a good experience in terms of having a story and being more of a not wrestler but character I guess amongst the story but um people remember it i'll say that that's for sure um so that did prolong my time there and i think we played that out and it was basically like i remember they were really happy with it they loved the cat fights and all that thing all those things and we had like two more cat fights after that backstage and in the ring and um and then i got kind of replaced by eve torres in that storyline and i remember just thinking okay why did that happen and and then I think it was, you know, I tried to talk it out with some of the people in the office, just confused about my direction and why I wasn't being used. And I really didn't get any answers. So I was just really unhappy. And I truly believe that, you know, in life, you just got to be happy. And I never, at that point, money wasn't important to me. I knew, I, I felt like literally I was kicking my time away and I knew I had something to give to this business and so I said you know I, I just I gotta leave <laughs> I have to leave now I mean it's kind of sad but you did kind of mention cat fights and that's just kind of what it was and yeah. it is kind of a product of its times but it, I feel like we're slowly moving away with that in wrestling where yeah. you know the women can be the women can be on the show. We're not, you know, you're not there as accessories to the men. You're having your own yeah. matches and programs, and it's not about cat fights over the guys or cat fights yeah. for the guys. Uh, do you feel those positive steps are being taken now? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it's really changed, especially in the last couple of years. And um, I think there's been great progress and I'm so happy to see that um I would like to see let's say on the WWE stage because that's what everyone watches um I love that they main evented Wrestlemania last year it was last year right uh so yeah at year. 35 yeah. 
I, I love, you know, that they were doing May Young Classic and Evolution reviews. Um, from We were doing a couple of interviews yesterday, and a lot of the women's wrestling fans were like, oh, you know, they haven't had it. So I think there needs to be some consistency with that. Um, and like we said, you know, we're doing this kayfabe project because we wanted, we're like, what's the next level here? How can we make ourselves different and give something fresh to women's wrestling and something that's authentic and true to us? And so that's why we did this project. We just really wanted to uh, just grab the bull by its horns and uh, give the wrestling world something that they that they've never seen before. Now you also touched on it earlier, but you you basically got to end your career on yeah. your own terms, and that's not something many you know many legends in this business and some of the you know biggest names in this business they can't really say that. Um, I guess what can what can you say about that? That you know you're you know you got to have your career on your terms and got to have the last match the way you wanted it to be. Yeah, um, it was honestly a dream come true. Uh, I I was so anxious and nervous because and, I hadn't wrestled for a year almost. And I just knew the way that I ended before that wasn't the way that I wanted and it didn't settle well with me. And I was fortunate to be a producer with Impact Backstage. And, you know, Scott Demore and the team there, they were running things. And Scott, I've known since... I started out on the indie, so we had a great rapport. And I saw Tessa Blanchard come along, and I was like, she's so talented. And I said, if we can do this, and if you can make this, like, it has to be two to three months storyline, because I wanted the fans truly invested. And, um, you know, because I think that that's sometimes lacking right now, because everything moves so quickly. It's like, I just want it to be that. I just want it to be one match, and I'm going to pour my heart into it. And I really honestly couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, so when that happened, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, wrestlers don't really retire. And, you know, maybe people might not believe me right now, but I'll tell you right now, I'm 100% certain. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I got to know, what you're t during your time in WWE, did you ever have any conversations with Vince? And did Vince ever give you any type of feedback? Uh, no, you know, I never did. I try, but I got an easy man to get right. access to. A little folk like me, I think. I'm not sure. Um, I had tried. Um, and maybe I should have tried harder, you know, and that's on me. Um, and and I, I just, I didn't know. I... I had a lot of questions that were unanswered. I, you know, you question yourself, like, am I good enough? And my, my, the look that they want, I just, I, I just, I had a lot of confusion. And so I tried to talk to other people and, um, just never really got answers or answers. And, you know, you get to the point of such unhappiness and you're going to make decisions. And I'm the type of person once I know what my goal is, I'm going after it. So I knew, okay, I'm leaving this company. This is not happy for me. This is not and, you know, at the time, I was with my husband. We weren't married yet, but um, I really look up to him, and he's a source of inspiration for me. And, you know, he's the type – we both have to submit the same attitude of um, – once you know what your goal is, you know, you got to go after. I just knew I wanted to leave. I knew I had more to give. I knew I wasn't going to be able 
to give it there because if you look back at that time, they weren't doing what the women are doing now. Right. Um, so I think I would have fit in with what the women are doing now. I don't think that they were anywhere near where I wanted to be at that time. So it was just better for me to take myself out of the situation. And I think it was the best thing I could have ever done. Um, and truly TNA was my home to be honest. And I went back, you know, as soon as my contract, cause I quit with like seven weeks left in my contract. And as soon as those seven weeks were up, I mean, I, I went that week and I just, fell back into a comfortable place where I felt like I could just be Gail Kim and do what I was meant to do. And that was wrestle in the ring. Uh, I, you're a hall of famer in my book, you know, just for everything you've done and accomplished, you are, you are in the impact hall of fame. Um, if, if the WWE ever gave you a call and offered you a spot in the hall of fame, would you, would you take that? And would you go out there and, for the induction? Uh, I mean, I, people have asked me this before. This is a really hard question to answer. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously, I would just want to make good on terms of, um, just like any other relationship you would have in your life. You don't want any type of, uh, like, I look back and am grateful for my time there and everything. I just, uh, there were certain experiences I had that, <clears throat> maybe you need to just be discussed, I think. You know, right. I think everything is about communication and having an open conversation. And, you know, there are things that I experienced that didn't really sit well with me. And so, um, like I said, those would be discussions to be had to work out. Um, you once wrote on your Twitter that you would sometimes see uh, WWE writers coming out of their rooms stressed and crying. But yeah. I'm curious, yeah. have you ever had a moment like that in the business where you like, you know, you really have to, you know, get a handle on, you know, get a handle on things and not let, not letting this, you know, the, 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 the tough parts of this business get to you and like, and just kind of move forward and progress. Yes, of course, all the time. I think everyone does in their lives, whether yeah. they're wrestling or not. Um, you know, it applies to every job out there, I would think. Um, it, because, And especially when you care about something so much, and I'm so passionate about wrestling. And I always make this joke because my husband said, oh, you cry about wrestling, but you didn't cry at our wedding, right? Um, because, I, I don't know, I was just, it's my first love, I guess you could say. Um I'm so deeply passionate. I feel like I need to be a perfectionist when it comes to that. And of course, there's always going to be challenges and we discuss them now, you know, about being right. in the, in the, in a place where it was the wrong timing for me. And when I felt like I had something to give, but they weren't ready for that. Uh, so that was the challenge in itself. And just, you know, figuring out being thrown in it two years you know, just into wrestling and becoming the WWE champion. That was all, there's so many, so many situations like that. And I think it just helps you become stronger. Um, it's really created who I am today. Uh, now circling back to kayfabe, what is your favorite aspect of this project? Oh, my favorite aspect, I mean, has been working with, you know, my friends, Christy and Amy, and the fact that, you know, 
we've always kind of been, you know, wrestling is a very, um, not self-centric career, but you're focusing on your own brand. Um, you're focusing on your trying to get ahead within the industry and just coming out of, you know, out of the ring and being able to work with those girls that you have such a tight bond with and share the same passion and you guys are fighting. It's really been working with the girls and being able to collaborate with these girls that we had a bond already before this, but now to work as a team together for other women um, and to be able to support each other. And it's been great. It's, it's really like made us see other sides of our relationship and you never know how it's going to be the balance of three girls working together, but it's been amazing. Uh, now last question. I, I think this is a fun question. So, so thank you for bearing with me. Has yeah. your husband, Robert Irvine, has he <laughs> ever cooked you anything that like when you tasted it, like you, you, you had to, you know, really grin and bear it. Like you're, no, no. never, <laughs> okay. never, never, never. <laughs> so never a dish where you're like, sorry, honey, but you need to workshop this a little bit more. Never. You know, it's good. So, I am like a hot sauce freak. Okay. And so the dishes that he makes, I never have to add hot sauce. That's how good it is. Wow. Okay, great. Uh, okay. And so last thing, Gail, uh, so you have the Kickstarter for Kayfabe going on. Uh, any other yeah. social media plugs, any merchandise plugs, or anything else you have going on? I wanted you to, yeah, to give you, you the time find, to share on that. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can find us on kickstarter.com. Uh, you can just search Kayfabe, or you can go to at This Is Kayfabe on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and we have direct links to our Kickstarter, and if you want it, or even you can just spread the word, you know, support us that way if you don't have, you know, especially in this difficult time right now with this coronavirus going on um we understand that times are tough so if you could just spread the word and support us uh that's just as good uh gail thank you so much for your time and um and and congratulations and best of luck on this project i, I think it looks fantastic so uh best of luck for you on uh, on this kickstarter campaign and uh and and second of all just thank you for you know just all the all the work and just this great body of work and career you've given us over the years and, and what you've done for the fans and, and not women's wrestling, but I think wrestling in general. So wanted oh, to, to thank you. That's very kind of you. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. And you've been listening to Gail Kim on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast.